This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of another Dolphins podcast. As you may have heard on a previous pod, Jake is in Boston, so Merrick Brave and I are going to come on here, do a quick and gritty break down a little bit of what happened on the first day of the draft, talk about what the Miami Dolphins could target on day two. Uh, we know as of now they got picked 51 and 84, but lots of trade rumors are going around, so uh, we have a lot to talk about. But before we get into that, let me welcome in my co-host, the one, the only, Merrick Brave. And if you do not follow him, please do at mbrave13 on Twitter. Great follow. But, dude, how are you doing today? Day two of the draft. It's our day. Yeah, day two of the uh, NFL draft, but day one of the Miami Dolphins draft. Uh, we got rounds two and three tonight. The Miami Dolphins pick at number 51 and at number 84 currently. That's if they don't make any trades, either forwards or backwards. Um, we'll, see if they, uh, we'll see if they do either of those moves. Or we'll see if they stand pat. But, uh, you know, we wanted to hop on here and, and give everybody a rundown. You know, your your last your last second resource before the Dolphins uh, do hit the clock. Give you a rundown of, of who was taken in the first round. Who is still available for the Miami Dolphins at that 51st selection? I honestly, I don't know how you feel about this, Houts, but I thought the first round went really well in regards to uh, players that the Dolphins may be interested in still being available as we head into this second round. We got about 20 more selections until the Dolphins are on the clock, but there's a lot of good names left on the board, and I think the Dolphins are going to be able to make an impact with a, a couple of these guys here tonight. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think they're probably licking their chops at the way this thing fell, and before we get into some of our favorite players that are available just quick, give me your you know quick initial thoughts on that first round. I personally loved what the Philadelphia Eagles did. I completely, uh, you know, so many of my friends and family are Eagles fans. I live up here, so I'm a little bit bitter at how well their draft went. Um, I like the Anthony Richardson pick there for the Colts. Thought the te Texans did what they should have done. I would have been so mad if they passed on a quarterback because I do believe in C.J. Stroud. And then Jameer Gibbs, I mean, that just raised some crazy eyebrows. That was a guy a lot of Dolphin fans were, you know, were mocking to him in the at 51, thought the Dolphins might trade up into the back end of the first round. He went 12th overall. So that even opens up a potential trade there for DeAndre Swift, which we can get into. But overall, give me your first initial thoughts on that first round. And then let's get right into some of those players that we're sitting here seeing that fell into day two that we're just licking our chops at and a little bit in disbelief that they're still there. Yeah, I thought it was long. Jesus, that was long. Like, I can't stay up that late anymore. I'm an old man. I can only imagine how it was for you on the East Coast, a full hour ahead of where I'm at here in the central time zone. Plus, you got the three kids running around, draining you of your energy all day long. And then you got you to gotta stay up till damn near midnight to, to find out who the Chiefs are going to select at pick 31. And, and there was even one less selection than normal due to uh, – There shouldn't have been. Stephen Ross's flirtation with Tom Brady on a boat. I think he 
he brought him a corsage and everything just to to welcome him on that yacht. And then, but, and then uh, Eagles get caught, tam- or the Cardinals get caught tampering, and they can trade their way out yeah, of it. Wait, make, yeah, wait, yeah, what What's that? I didn't know that the, was an option. <laughs> yeah, the Dolphins had so many draft picks. We could have just thrown. Uh, we could have thrown Tampa, thrown thrown uh, New Orleans, a couple third round picks, and, and called it a day. But uh, no, unfortunately, we get our first round pick stripped. That's actually kind of another point that we can get to later on uh, in this episode. Like, who do you think the Dolphins would have taken with that early pick in the early twenties? Um, you know, seeing how the board fell, who was available to them and, and who do you think they might've grabbed with that spot? But as far as the first round goes, I have to agree with you. The Philadelphia Eagles absolutely hit a home run. Uh, you know, the rich get richer Jalen Carter falls to them at pick number nine. When, you know, just a month ago, people were talking about him possibly being the first overall selection, you know, at least the first non-quarterback taken in the draft and then nolan smith uh, uh, at one point uh, a top 10 top 12 selection falls to them all the way at what pick 30 like that's just incredible luck uh, i saw your tweet last night they're the philadelphia bulldogs now because all they do is draft georgia defenders um but yeah yeah that eagles defense is going to be stout and and uh, those, those eagles fans around you definitely have something to cheer about i want to talk about uh what the what happened to the Jets there? It was uh, the Patriots who traded back a couple slots, allowing the Steelers to jump in front of the Jets so that the Steelers could take that offensive lineman that the Jets were coveting, that offensive tackle. I believe it was Broderick Jones, was it not? Yeah, that's so, who they, they got leaped for him. And it seemed like, by all accounts, that's where they were you know, at least targeting. They were look, targeting that tackle, it seemed. But uh, who better to it happen to than the Jets, right? I'm okay with that. Yeah. So I, I really don't want to give too many flowers to Bill Belichick and those New England Patriots, but, you know, they played that almost perfectly. Uh, and so the, the Jets miss out on their tackle there. The Patriots actually get a really good cornerback, Christian Gonzalez, to slip to them because, you know, that's just what happens of course to the it Patriots. Does to them. Yep. They, they always get these great players that that uh, fall a little bit and then they snatch them up. Uh, but, you know, he'll get uh, indoctrinated into the NFL with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Chosen Anderson burning him deep a few times. Chosen so I don't think love. we got to okay. worry about that too much. <laughs> yeah. And I then, said throwing and then some you Chosen gotta... Love out there. I like that. And then oh, Dalton yeah, Kincaid, yeah, yeah. right? You got to go with Dalton that, Kincaid? That, yeah, Dalton Kincaid is the next one. I was a little salty about that one. Uh, Dalton's, a, Dalton's a solid player, um, slipping all the way to the back end of the first round. The Buffalo Bills pick him up. They, uh, they jump in front of the Dallas Cowboys, who were heavily rumored to take a tight end. Um, and they were able to get uh, what a lot of people would tell you he was the best tight end in the draft. Um, but on the flip side, the good news for the Dolphins is that Kincaid was the only tight end taken in the first round of the draft, which means they have their pick of the litter in the second round, unless suddenly there's a run on these second round tight ends in the 20 selections leading up to the Miami Dolphins first pick at 51. But there's a lot of good names left on the board. And uh, I think, I think we'll probably get into that here shortly. Yeah. Right before we get into that, let's just talk. I mentioned a little bit about, uh, Jameer Gibbs going to the Detroit Lions. I talked about the Philly Bulldogs. I looked it up yesterday, and of course, DeAndre Swift is a Philadelphia kid. You know, he's a he's a Georgia Bulldog, so I just feel like that's a move that we could see the um, Philadelphia Eagles making here. But let's just quick talk about the running back room. We've heard so many names. Uh, we went over a bunch of guys in the draft that are still there. I mean, we can still talk about them when we get to that part, but uh, we keep hearing about the Dalvin Cook trade rumors now. I mean, I think you almost have to at least throw DeAndre Swift's name in there. We heard a little bit about Derrick Henry. Which way would you go? Because when I looked up 
DeAndre Swift. I mean, I still see him as that football. Um, you know, I'm a fantasy football guy, so I still see him as that prospect that I thought very highly of, had him in a bunch of leagues, still think he could do something. think he only had five touchdowns last year, 526 yards. But when you look at what they just got for 2020 third overall pick, Jeff Akuda in a trade, uh, they got a fifth round pick for him. So I think the draft capital to go get Swift would be very cheap. He's only making a roughly $2 million this season. And when you compare that to what Dalvin Cook is going to cost, what Derrick Henry is going to cost, I know those guys are on two completely different tiers, but I'm starting to lean up to the DeAndre Swift thing a little bit here, but would not be upset with any of them. Give me your thoughts on that running back room, what the Dolphins might do in a trade, and then we'll jump into some of those best available players that we're just, again, sitting here eyeing up as Dolphin fans waiting for the draft to begin. Sure. I've always been a fan of DeAndre Swift. I don't think you can hold uh, the touchdown total, his low touchdown total last year against him, because every time the Lions got within the five-yard line, they were giving the ball to Jamal Williams. That's how he ended up scoring 413 touchdowns last year, uh, or something like that, somewhere close to that number. But uh, DeAndre Swift, a good player, highly drafted running back uh, when he came out. Um, you know, there are there are some warts. That's why they were looking to replace him. Uh, you know, he, he has a, a lengthy injury history uh, and he's on the last year of his rookie contract. Now on one side of that coin, that, that means he's cheap 1.7 million due to him this year. That's pretty cheap for a starting running back. But again, he does have that lengthy injury history. And if you trade for him, you're only guaranteed to get that one year of production one year of use out of him. And that is if he stays healthy, could get a comp um, pick, right? Comp pick. I'm just throwing that out there. Cause I would have forgot to say that's that. Great. But if yeah, he gets no, good and walks, you would get a comp pick, right? That's a great point. If he has a great season and you do let him go by the, by the end of the year, um, you could get a compensatory selection depending on how much he gets paid by his next team. So there is that, um, like you, like you mentioned, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry, those guys are on another level, on a different tier uh, than DeAndre Swift. And, you know, my preference out of all three of those guys is Derrick Henry. Uh, I, I, man, he, can you just imagine Derrick Henry yeah. in, the, in the Miami Dolphins offense when you got Jalen Waddell on one side of that receiver group, Tyreek Hill on the other, two of the fastest receivers in the NFL, and then you add the biggest the most powerful running back in Derrick Henry in the backfield. And you ask defensive coordinators on the other side to figure out how to stop this offense. So you can either put more bodies in the secondary to stop Hill and Waddle, or you can stack the line of scrimmage, stack the box and try and stop Derrick Henry. But you can only put 11 people on the field at one time. They're not going to let you take 13 out there to defend this Dolphins offense. So you got to pick your poison. We're either going to beat you with Hill and Waddle or we're going to beat you with Derrick Henry. So if, if, if a Derrick Henry deal gets done, I will be ecstatic um, depending on the cost. But even then, I mean, Dolphins got a two-year window to win a Super Bowl with Tua on his rookie deal. And then that fifth-year option still being relatively cheap. I mean, we just saw Lamar Jackson get $52 million a year. Jalen Hurts get over $50 million a year. So even on that fifth-year option, Tua making just north of $20 million a year, that is still $30 million that you get to play with right there. So the Dolphins have a two-year window to win a Super Bowl, to win a Lombardi trophy while two is still cheap. 
go all in, man. If you're going to trade for a running back, go all in. Get yourself a Derrick Henry. I think Dalvin Cook is just one peg lower uh, in my mind, but I think Dalvin Cook is a great player, and Dalvin Cook wants to be in Miami. Now, I don't know if you need to make a trade to make that happen. However, if you're looking to dump Cedric Wilson's salary, and he has been rumored to be part of a package for Dalvin Cook uh, in sending him to Minnesota, if you can dump Cedric Wilson's salary uh, to kind of offset the salary that you're taking on by acquiring Dalvin Cook, then I could see why you would want to get it done in a trade instead of uh, just waiting until he's cut and then trying to sign him for, you know, a few million dollars here and there. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think I definitely would have Derrick Henry at the, you know, the cream of the crop. You know, if you can go out there and you need, think that you need to bring in a running back that needs to, like you mentioned, completely morph this offense. I mean, you were talking about 11 guys being on the field, half of those it takes to tackle Derrick Henry. So I can see where the love would be for that. I think he could absolutely change his thing. Dalvin Cook, I mean, that's the guy where it does seem the most likely, but I think I might lean Swift just based on the age and the little bit of what I think it's going to cost to get him compared to Dalvin Cook. But um, if they get Dalvin Cook, I mean, a lot of that is because of the potential and what he brings in that passing game. And we'll talk about it here in a little bit. I mean, there's still some very good running backs on the board that if they feel like that's the area they need to go, um, so be it. So let's just get into that right now. I mean, you mentioned Cedric Wilson a little bit. I think a trade will eventually come of that. I mean, we don't have to talk too much about him, um, but the best players available, man. I mean, who are some of those guys that you're looking at right now just looking their chops because i wrote an article for the finsider i wrote down joey porter jr uh dewan jones brian branch the safety from alabama i think what he could do to that defense you mentioned it time and time again uh what a safety can do in that and then you know i don't have michael mayer you know i have kind of a crush on darnell washington tucker craft i mean i think we all do right but i don't know that michael mayer should be there i thought he would have went in the first round so i could see if the dolphins fell in love with him why they might go up there and get him and then i have osiris torrance he's a offensive guard from florida who again i thought was supposed to be drafted a little higher we'll get into who we want the dolphins to select at 51 who we're still hoping falls but there are some guys that we can both agree should have went in round one and then hell you could even probably throw will levis name in there which i don't think we'll do for the sake of dolphin fans hating us but i was a little surprised <laughs> he didn't go at some point on day one what about you man who are some of those guys that still stand out to you as players that if the dolphins loved in day one why not trade up there and get your dude yeah, a lot of interesting names still on the board. I think I agree with you. Michael Mayer is a very interesting name. Thought that uh, Cincinnati might be targeting him uh, late in that first round. They they decided to go defensive end there. Uh, Michael Mayer, not that superstar, not you know an A-plus prospect in any given area, but he's a very well-rounded tight end. I think the uh, pro comp to him is Jason Witten. And Jason Witten, in my opinion, had a Hall of Fame career. So if you can get solid production, you know, upper echelon production uh, in both the blocking game and the pass, pass catching game from Michael Mayer for the next 12, 13, 14 seasons, that might be kind of hard to pass up at 51 if he's there. Um, but you do have the 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 freak athlete at the tight end position, Darnell Washington. He's a humongous human being, just you know, we've said injury and, concerns there. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I thought something was going around Twitter today where, you know, teams were concerned about some type of medical thing, or did you hear anything of that? Or am I just, I think I've seen, control? I can't, I can't remember specifically what body part it is, but I do think there was an issue uh, um, with, with something injury related with Washington. So who knows, maybe he slips a little bit further and the dolphins can move up from pick 84 and they can grab a couple uh, second round picks here, but Darnell Washington, another great selection there. I mean, 
we talked about it. Only one tight end went in the first round. So you kind of got your, your pick of the litter. You know, you can get a Michael Mayer. You can get a Darnell Washington. You can get a Tucker Craft if if that's the position you're leaning. But there's plenty of good offensive linemen there available as well. You talked about Dewan Jones, another massive human being, damn near 400 pounds, a true right tackle. And every Dolphins fan would agree that right tackle is a need for this team, especially when you have a fragile quarterback like Tua Tungabailoa taking snaps back there. You need to build that wall in front of them, and Dewan Jones would certainly help. Uh, on top of Dewan Jones, you got center John Michael Schmitz. Um, we've talked about him. You could you could plug and play him right away at center, and then move Connor Williams to left guard or right tackle. Uh, and we've talked about another guy, a guard from TCU, Steve Avila also still on the board. You, you mentioned Osiris Torrance. Uh, there's a lot of guys. If you want to go on the defensive side of the football, you said Brian Branch. Brian Branch, in my opinion, was a first-round pick all day, every day, and I'm not quite sure why he has slid to the second round. To see him slide another 20 spots to pick 51 is probably unlikely, but you know the Dolphins could move up if that's the direction they're leaning, and we all know how important the safety position is in a Vic Fangio defense. So I wouldn't be surprised you know, if they made a move to get Branch uh, on the on the defensive side of the football, sticking with that, you have Keanu Benton, defensive tackle out of Wisconsin. He's more of a penetrating type. Um, so with the Dolphins switching to a little more of that 3-4 front, although Fangio runs multiple schemes, uh, you do wonder where he would fit along that that front line. He, he probably would not be the nose tackle body you're looking for. He's not a huge human being, but, you know, he can get the penetration. There are some concerns with maybe some over penetration there, which allows some run lanes. And in Vic Fangio's defense, you do not want to allow those run lanes. So we'll see about a, a Keanu Benton. Uh, but then we got some running backs that I know you're a big fan of. Zach Charbonnet still on the board from UCLA. Uh, he's more of a, a power back than, than uh, you know, Raheem Mostert, even a Jeff Wilson, who is a little bit of a power back himself, but he's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, in that uh, mold. That's the word I was looking for there. Damn. Uh, Julius Brents, cornerback out of Kansas State. I think he's another guy. A lot of people said he could possibly uh, get drafted with the last few picks in the first round. Big body corner. He's still available. And, and then another guy we've talked about quite a bit on this show and then also on Dolphins Detail with myself and, and our buddy Jake is Matthew Bergeron. He's still available. He's a tackle guard prospect out of Syracuse. So there are so many good players still available in this draft. And I guess looking back at it, if you were going to pick a year for the Dolphins not to have a first round pick, this was probably the year because it seemed like after pick 12, after Gibbs went, it was kind of just up in the air and you didn't really know where it was going. And it seemed like people were just pulling names out of a hat, but uh, hopefully the Dolphins have a plan. Hopefully Chris Greer has a plan uh, and, and he'll have uh, a lot of options available to him uh, tonight during the draft. Yeah, I think this board felt, you know, wonderful to them. A lot of the names you mentioned, I mean, these are guys that I also wrote in that article as guys that we've all talked about, guys that we kind of have, you know, I don't want to say, um, you know, they're on our man crush list, but a lot of these guys we talked about, we have kind of fell in favor of and wouldn't hate to see them land in Miami. Um, Got to mention Sam Laporta, right? I mean, that's a guy that we, um, you know, has been mocked to the Dolphins ridiculously. A lot of people think he's almost the perfect scheme fit. He's still there. Uh, I know you brought up Blake Freeland in our offensive line. Um. 
the the video we did for that. I mean, that's another guy that's there. I won't even name the guy from North Dakota State. Is it Cody Mouch? Cody Mock? I was gonna say Mock. Originally. Yeah, I think Mock. it's okay, Cody so Mock. That's what I was gonna say. Then I was like, oh, it's gonna be wrong. But no, I was actually right. I mean, that's another offensive tackle that's gonna be there. And then you mentioned running back. I mean, if that's where the direction they want to go, uh, Devon Achain. I mean, that's a guy that they've Great been chain. all about. You know, they spent time real with, fast. So, yeah. So I mean, they do have two picks. They have 51, 84. I think, like you mentioned, man, the way this thing is falling, it's just the perfect way for the Dolphins. I guess the one thing I'd have have to ask you is uh, before I get your prediction on which way you'd lean do you agree with Barry Jackson I know he came out today and I've seen other people say it too you know the, with how bad Chris Greer is a drafting offensive lineman would you just completely you know avoid that position because he hasn't been very good at it you know we haven't seen success there and you almost need someone to come in right away and make an impact or with the way this thing is falling I mean again Dewan Jones is a guy I kind of fell in love with last week because of just his nickname and just what the type of skill set he brings and what he can do the fit or right tackle. But do you agree with that? Or would you absolutely go after an offensive lineman, especially with the way these things are falling as of now? So I read that article. Um, I love Barry Jackson. I think he's one of the best writers, uh, one of the best journalists covering the Miami dolphins today. Um, I think, did not agree with a single word in that article. That is a loser's mentality right there. Just because you haven't been good at it in the past doesn't mean you won't be good at it in the future. Like that type of thinking would have kept the Dolphins from drafting Tua Tungavailoa. Oh, well, Ta Ryan Tannehill didn't work out, so we shouldn't draft Tua Tungavailoa. That type of thinking would have kept the Dolphins from dra drafting a Jalen Waddle. Well, Devontae Parker didn't become that Hall of Fame receiver we were hoping he would be, so we shouldn't have drafted Jalen Waddle. Like, we get it. The Dolphins haven't been great at drafting offensive linemen in the past, but you also have to wonder how much of that is coaching. You know, did we pick the wrong players or were we not able to coach them up? I have a lot more faith in Mike McDaniel and his current coaching staff than I have in any coaching staff, uh, at least on the offensive side of the football in recent memory. So I do trust Mike McDaniel and his staff to be able to coach up some of these guys. Uh, and, you know, maybe that that can be said for Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson as well. Both of those players got hurt last year and we didn't see them at their full potential. So maybe the Dolphins and Mike McDaniel do feel like they can coach those guys up. But yes, I would absolutely be targeting offensive line in the second or third round. I love Dewan Jones. I love Matthew Bergeron. I love Steve Avila. I love John Michael Schmitz. And there's a lot of good players left out there uh, for the Dolphins to choose from. So no, uh, while, while I love Barry Jackson, I did not love that article and I do not agree with the sentiment there. Okay, if I dip again and you see me just disappear, it's because the baby's <laughs> awake. It'll probably just be the video. But uh, before we wrap up this pod, man, so you mentioned it. I mean, how are you feeling heading into day two right now? I mean, yes, we're sitting here talking about guys that we would trade up for, but I think we both agree that if a trade goes down, I mean, maybe the Dolphins trade back because they feel like they can still get someone. I mean, I know the tight end position right now is staring you in the face, and you know how big of a need that is. I mean, you've heard the reports about Laporte. You heard how much, you know, the fan base loves Washington. You, I, Jake, we love Tucker Craft and what he can do. I mean, that's kind of where I'm leaning, but just give me your thoughts heading into day two. If the Dolphins stay at 51, which guys, you know, you'd be stoked for it because you mentioned Dewan Jones. I mean, I feel like that's a guy that they might have to trade up for. I mean, that's a guy I would absolutely love to be yeah. sitting there staring you at the face at 51, but I'm going to assume he's gone. I'm going to assume a lot of those guys that we mentioned that probably shouldn't be here are gone. And I'm going to look at it as, you know, maybe, I mean, does Darnell Washington fall? I mean, even that's, a I think that's bit, my it, guy. That's yeah. my guy. I think if, if the Dolphins stand pat at 51 and I'm, I'm forced to choose one player who I hope is there. I think it's Darnell Washington. I think the, the blocking ability and what he offers you there helps 
this team so much, especially in that run game. Uh, plus, he's that big body dude in the red zone can go up. Dolphins don't have a lot of those big bodies. All right. You, you know, Tyreek Hill on one side, Jalen Waddle on the other. You're going to need a big boy to go up there and get some of those jump balls a time or two in the end zone, in the red zone. And I think Darnell Washington can be that dude. So, again, if I'm forced to choose one dude that I hope is there at 51, for me, it's Darnell Washington. Uh, beyond that, again, you mentioned him. Dewan Jones might not be there at 51, but I hope he is. Darn, Dewan Jones would probably probably be my second guy. Uh, and then Brian Branch, I think he has no chance of making it to 51, but he would certainly be, uh, you know, top three and maybe not even three. He might be number one if Brian Branch uh, drops to 51. Yeah, I, I mean, I see. Um, I know a team's probably going to trade it for Will Levis. I mean, we can kind of predict that's going to happen pretty early. I mean, I kind of felt like it was a no-brainer that Joey Porter would be off the board after uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers make a pick, but someone's got to be calling out there to try to get Will Levis. So um, I guess if I have to put my name on someone, man, I mean, you mentioned Darnell Washington. I love to piggyback on that because I think we all have him as that, I don't want to say that next tier, but he still feels like that guy that's above Laporta for me, above even Tucker Craft as much as I love him. I mean, He's just I, a freak. He's yeah, just a freak. He, he's and a freak. and and those guys don't come around very often. So if you can get him on your team and, and you can mold him into who you want him to be, you have a special weapon that you can use for years to come. So I'm I'm signing off on that pick. Yeah, so I can't go with DeWan Jones. We both agree that he's probably going to be gone, or is that a guy I can sit here and put my name on? Because that would be – if I had to pick someone out of the guys we talked about, I feel like at right tackle, that just being that big of a need – his big, massive – I mean, I can't get over the big Thanos thing. I don't think I can get over him playing at Ohio State. I can't get over him uh, being, you know, a right tackle at heart, and that's what we need so bad. But, I mean, is he going to – is there a chance he's there? I mean, I guess – I think there's a chance. Okay. I think there might be uh, there might be some GMs, some wanna, teams out there yeah. who are concerned about how much he weighs. He gained weight since the end of the college season. He didn't try and trim down. He didn't try and lean – lean up he weighed 379 pounds at the combine that is 21 pounds away from being a 400 pound human being again he's a freak but is that going to be good weight or is that going to be bad weight and i think you got a lot of gms trying to ask themselves that question and find the right answer so i think there is a chance he could be there at 51 uh, and if he is the dolphins might just might take him yeah, and I guess it depends on how the Dolphins feel about the tight ends, right? I mean, we're talking about Washington. We're talking about Kraft. Laporta's still there. I mean, they still like Brenton Strange by all accounts. I mean, is he a guy that they just think they, they know is going to be there at, in the third round? I mean, at this point, we're banking on these second or third rounders, right? 51 and 84 to being those guys because you're probably not getting anyone at, at what, six, in the sixth and seventh round. I mean, those are basically the guys they're going to be throwing dice, you know, darts at, hoping that, you know, they were probably undrafted acorns, some of these guys, fringe players that they just didn't want to risk losing to other teams, right? I mean, those are basically just lottery picks, though I guess you could say that about the entire all uh, NFL draft. Lastly, man, running back, which guy would you target? I think we're both on Zach Charbonnet train, right? I mean, do you think the Dolphins would go that route if he's there and they had him rated so high the way these teams are so slowly starting to covet running backs again? I mean, what year are we in? It's a little bit crazy that we saw uh, <laughs> two go in what the top 12, but Zach Charbonnet is another guy I absolutely love. And I, I mean, I'm sitting here saying I think right tackle or offensive line is the need. You know, I'm trying to put heart over or brain over my heart because I would I would love to go up there and take Tucker Craft or Zach Charbonnet based on my man crush list. But I just feel like the brain's telling me you're not going to be anything. You know, you're not going to be able to run the football. You're not going to be able to protect Tua for 17 games if you don't fix that offensive line. And I think right tackle will be that way. But whether or not that's Dewan Jones, I don't know. I'm talking circles, yeah. man. Give me your last thoughts. 
as far as running backs go, I, I could see uh, Zach Charbonnet, but I could also really see Devon A-Chain. I just think Mike McDaniel has a fetish for guys with speed, and he Someone is Someone comped fast. him as like Tyree Kill as a running back, and I was thinking, well, <laughs> Tyree Kill technically me. was a running back, right? But he that, was, yeah. That counts to me, man. I mean, yeah, I guess Ty- a lot of people are worried about his size, though, right? I mean, what is he, 5'8"? Which I looked yeah, it up and Swift's I think only... he's five five nine one seventy nine. I think the weight okay. is more yeah, that's it, is yeah. more concerning than the height. Okay, I, think I was gonna the weight say, is I, more concerning. I didn't realize DeAndre Swift was five nine until I looked it up yesterday. I was like, well, he kind of he's kind of like a brick shit house for being five nine. <laughs> uh, funny thing about Tyreek Hill, uh, he started his college career as a running back at Garden City Community College in Garden City, Kansas, where I lived for five years as a child. I actually lived in Garden City, Kansas for five years, a really small town in southwest Kansas of like 25,000 people. And uh, I lived there. Our paths did not cross at the time, though. I, I left there in 1997. But yeah, Devon A. Chain, uh, Tyreek Hill is a running back. Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. And if Mike McDaniel could uh, scheme ways to get him the ball in the open field, I think that would be good for the Dolphins. So I don't think you can go wrong with either Charbonnet or A. Chain. Uh, you know, again, size, uh, specifically weight. Uh, notwithstanding but you know i'm just i'm really excited with with the way that this board fell and i think there's going to be a lot of players for the dolphins uh to look at in rounds two rounds round three and i think that uh possibly a trade back scenario so you can grab an extra third round pick that way they're making three picks today you might be able to take care of your tight end need your running back need and your offensive line need all tonight and then have some dart throws in round six and seven uh on saturday yeah, I mean, we still could be waiting for that veteran running back. Oh, we're running out of time. It's been a while since we used Zoom. Wow, man, they're kicking us off. They're doing that Oscar music. I, I was just going to say, as cliche as it sounds, I mean, this board's kind of going to dictate it, right? I mean, we start seeing a run on tight ends. They might feel like, okay, we need to take Tucker Craft now because, you know, at that point you're looking at what, tier three or four, or same thing with the running back. I was going to sit here and say Tajay Spears is still out there. You know, Rashawn Johnson's been mocked in this type of area, I think. Um, yep. Kenny Israel Abinaconda, we love him. Kendra Miller's another name. <laughs> I, I hope mean, I hope the Dolphins draft Abinaconda so that you spend the I, next five I, years I, trying to figure sure, out how to pronounce I'm it. I'm pretty sure like the first time I ever talked about him, I looked it up and it was like I even wrote down banana. Like it sounds like a Abinaconda or whatever it is, and I'm still uh, struggling with it. But <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, between that, I, I again, we can sit here and say they need offensive linemen, running back, tight end, however they get it, as long as they're guys that we can, you know, build this thing around, right? I just see the way this thing's falling, and like you said, man. Tight end is going to be a little hard to pass up. Offensive line is going to be a little bit to pass up, especially when you have um, these potential trades for running backs. I mean, we didn't really talk about, but DeAndre Swift coming on the open market, that could have knocked down uh, what they're asking for Dalvin Cook now. So anything could happen. I think we're all ready and excited for day one of the draft. And I think, you know, well, I guess it's day two, but day one for us. But I think we can both agree that um, we're sitting here talking about all these guys, all these players that we really like. They're probably going to have, what, 50% of them on the board, and the Dolphins will pass on it for, like, some <laughs> random guy from, like – A that kicker. We just, yeah, that we just were not <laughs> expecting. Yeah, I, you know, hopefully they don't mess it up. But there's a lot of good football players left on the board, and and uh, just excited to to finally get to dig into some new players here. And the next time we talk to all of our listeners out there, we'll have some new members of the Miami Dolphins to to really dig deep into their tape and, and tell you what these guys are all about. Yep, we'll be back probably next week, guys. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple. Wherever you listen to your uh, music and your iPads, your podcast, I don't know what you know saying. <laughs> Subscri- go to YouTube. I'm going to throw this up on YouTube. Uh, you can thank Merrick for you know basically forcing me to do this. I was uh, going to try to jump out of it, but we did it. We got through this, man. I think we both 
gave our thoughts on who's available, and we'll be back next week to talk about what type of fits these prospects that they drafted have in Miami's offense. But until then, guys, thank you so much. Merrick's going to enjoy his draft day get, eating his popcorn. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah, get it get, ready. Getting his popcorn Ooh. ready. I'm going to enjoy it here at Pennsylvania. I, I don't know what we're eating tonight. But, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Next time, fins up. <laughs> fins up, baby. I wasn't sure what I was going to say. That. The greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air. We're on the ground. We're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. Because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. We're the Miami Dolphins.